Drive with Julian Clover. Getting you home. Cambridge 105 Radio. The Gadget Guide on Cambridge 105 Radio. Yeah, we heard you the first time. Right, uh, Gadget Guide and Rob and Lawrence are here for that. Hello, guys. Hello, and welcome along to the Gadget Guide show number 123. Or the uh, the fourth of twenty eighteen, something like that. Anyway, tonight we're going to be looking at how to possibly get rid of your landline telephone. Yes, that and op- options to yeah use other services to get telephone calls and where you might want to do that. Why you might not be able to. Uh, But first, the tech news. Yes, so Nest, everyone's uh, possibly favourite thermostat, smart thermostat. um, Uh, (laughs) Certainly one of the the first ones. Yep. I think probably the the most well-known, certainly. uh, Well, certainly some of the utilities have been trying to promote their hive service uh, yes british here nest being fairly global and uh, independent of utilities didn't hive come out of a cambridge company it did yes and they they sold out to uh, to british gas i don't know did they get spun out of british gas after that i think not sure not sure we'll have to check on that anyway nest uh, as a company had been split away from google uh, because google had thought it's not going to go anywhere and and google have had a history of doing this companies get to a point where they go it's not part of our core we'll sell it off They've decided to go the other way on Nest and have brought it back into the Alphabet company, the the umbrella company that owns Google, uh, because of the amount of AI and smart home stuff with things like... um, smart devices in your house. So they want to link it to Google Home, don't they? They're thinking about whether they can put Google Home into a Nest. Presumably this is a a good play against the likes of Amazon who of course have got all their their Echo personal assistants. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can put Google Home into the thermostat that's on everyone's wall, suddenly you've instantly got another microphone, another interface. Now they they probably can't do it with the existing hardware because there aren't microphones and speakers in the existing hardware. But But there's certainly a screen. There's certainly a screen, and, well, you know, it's very easy to change your production, and, you know, version 3 comes out and it's got Google Assistant built into it, so it'd yeah, be interesting to watch what that Snap it off the wall, happens. put a new one back on. But they'd on. still allow it to continue working with Alexa, wouldn't they? That wouldn't be in their interests to, to stop that. I don't think that they'd stop that, no. Um, I think they'd be quite wise to offer you both, and then you can have both yep. digital assistants. Yeah, definitely. So I, th- I think that probably the, the thermostat bit will be compatible across the board but if you want it to show you the same alarm clocks or the same uh you'll have to pick which assistant you're using yes exactly so that's an interesting one um a story related to what we're going to be talking about and this is bt have just been told to share polls for ultra fast uh, fiber-based internet now this is interesting because of course basically there are a few exceptions but basically around the uk the last mile so the bit of uh the the bit of either copper or fiber that goes from your front door to, to a box on the street to, to the box on the street that's either owned by virgin media or bt yep and if you go for another isp let's say you go for Plusnet or uh talk talk, talk, sky. talk or sky or anyone like that you're still using bt uh, for that last mile, the bit into your front door. Yeah, basically the, your ISP has to rent that from BT, yeah. to, or your provider has to rent that from BT. And there's a load of stuff to make sure that people, uh, providers compete on uh, in a fair manner uh, against BT retail. Um, this, though, is different because this is actually giving them not only access to BT's last, uh, last mile fibre or copper, it's actually down to the pole or the duct level. In other words, yep. they can physically stuff their own fibre or their own copper down, down the same pipes. Or string it between poles, yes. Or string it between poles. Um, so Ofcom have basically uh, insisted upon this and BT have to comply, so it's going to be interesting as to what that does I, yeah. for new 
and smaller ISPs who possibly can... Niche areas geographically. Well, do, do their home city for a start. Yeah. So I know there's a, a new fibre optic provider starting up in Cambridge soon who are going to be focusing on the business market, but this sort of offering will enable them to deliver services to the home-based business. Um, so, you know, even things like a doctor's surgery that's based out of a house, probably stuck with very limited supplies, will be able to possibly get a business-grade service delivered because there's access to the pole. And the, this ties in, interestingly, with another bit of news. This actually came out the back end of last year, although I think goes live, I believe, about now, um, which was changes to the fibre to the premises on demand. Um, so if you get what's often advertised, I think a little confusingly, as fibre broadband, uh, very often that's not actually fibre right into your house. It's still a bit, uh, you know, an electrical cable into your house. Um, however, fibre to the premises where you actually get an optic fibre, so it's actually light. That, that has some advantages. For the most important one being it doesn't matter how far you are away from the box, the telephone exchange, the pole, whatever. It, it always performs the same. Um, now, that is fine, but of course it's a lot more expensive to install because it means that BT have to run a whole new cable to every single person's house. Yep. So they've only done that in a small number of uh, places so far. Fibre to the prem on demand is the idea that you can say, no, I really want this. Maybe you've got the home business um, that, that Lawrence mentioned. I'm going to pay you the cost of installation. So I'm going to pay BT the cost of digging up the road and putting that new fibre in. Um, that was always very, very expensive. Um, you know, £20,000. Um, way out of most people's price uh, price bands. The new, and with a three-year fixed, uh, three-year minimum contract, the new prices are looking a lot more sensible. They're a lot closer to what you might expect for your normal monthly costs. And the installation cost, as well as being cheaper, is also reduced further if they go past other houses. Yep. So it's like, if you want to get this thing installed, and in the process of installing it, they basically run past a load of your neighbours, then guess what? They're probably going to sell services to those neighbours now, Therefore, they'll knock down your installation cost. Yep. Yep. Really interesting so to like, see how like that I said, develops. So like I said, there's a new, new fibre-optic ISP starting in Cambridge soon who are talking about home-grade service and being able to deliver gigabit Ethernet to your home yep. for a few hundred pounds a month. And this, this is typical in other countries who have, interestingly had the opposite of a head start. We we had the, the disadvantage of building everything first and then the technology advanced. Yeah. Um, New Zealand, gigabit to the home, is completely normal. Yeah. Even in fairly suburban areas, it's normal. You might pay... £50, £60 a month for that. I noticed, I noticed that Virgin Media are going to be increasing their speeds just ever so slightly in the next yeah. next few uh, weeks. It's it's as Virgin improve their, the back end of their network, sort out their own interference problems, um, and also as they've improved the modem technologies that are in the street boxes as well as what they're installing in your home. So the new Superhub 3 can do faster speeds than the Superhub 2 uh, because there's a better modem in it. And as the technology has improved, and they're able to yeah now start hitting the 300 megabit type speeds but you know think about thousand megabits a gigabit to your home for a few hundred pounds i know a lot of people who'd go for that who Certainly are heavy who internet users home. or who work from home yep. a lot um yeah um la last teaser um samsung are supposedly going to be uh unveiling the new galaxy s9 oh, right. the day before mobile world congress so oh mobile world just congress, beat everyone to it get the news before it all starts mobile world congress starts on the 26th of february and they're going to be unveiling on the 25th apparently the day before we'll have, we'll have more news, news on that, that in a couple of weeks yep we'll be back in a couple of moments talking about dumping your landline 
Cambridge 105 Radio. Want that traditional taste of authentic handmade fresh Chinese food? At Zonghua Snacks, we serve the best steamed buns, noodles, dumplings and traditional cuisine right here in Cambridge. We've even got vegan options available. We're the only Chinese restaurant in Cambridge to be recognised twice by The Guardian for our outstanding food. We're open from 12pm to 9 at night, every day except Tuesday. Call Cambridge 354573 or pop in and see our menu at 13 Norfolk Street. Zonghua Snacks, your authentic Chinese takeaway and restaurant, just five minutes walk from the city centre. This March, you can literally walk on fire, all in aid of charity. Wood Green, the animal's charity, care for around 5,000 pets every year. Having a pet is one of the most rewarding things you can do. Wood Green are here to offer help and support to pets and pet owners. By becoming a Wood Green Firewalker, you'll be raising much-needed funds and offering thousands of unwanted and abandoned animals a second chance. Join us on Friday, the 2nd of March, at our Godmanchester Centre and put your nerves to the test. No experience is necessary and there's no minimum fitness required. You just need to be over 14 years old. To find out more and to register, visit woodgreen.org.uk forward slash firewalk. Support Wood Green, the animal's charity, and help pets and pet owners. Registration fee £15. Minimum sponsorship £100. Terms apply. Saturday on Cambridge 105 Radio we Feminist Cinema hear from a prize-winning author of short stories and look to the stars. At noon, Bums on Seats talks to Daniela Schreyer, editor of New Feminist Film Journal and Other Gays. In Bookmark at One, Miranda Doyle talks about her astonishing memoir, A Book of Untruths, which recounts her upbringing and family life through the lies her parents told their children and each other. It's a way of trying to enjoy the page because I wasn't enjoying the revelations around my father's deceit. At two 21st century women hears from 14-year-old Jess Hawkins who donated her long hair to the Prince's Trust and follows the varied career of Frances Reed from the BBC to Breadmaker. It was nerve-wracking and Jess was quite shocked when I cut the hair off. She did start to cry bless her. She's like, what have I done? And it's followed at three by Saturday Sport as Jack Swindlehurst keeps you updated with all the local sporting action. And that's the sound of Saturday afternoon across the city and South Cambridgeshire. I think how many charts hits these days by people called Len. One, two, three, which seems somewhat appropriate. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to Gadget Guide number 123. And now we're going to be talking about how you could potentially get rid of your landline telephone. So, yes, a lot of people still have a BT or possibly another provider phone line with a phone number. So in Cambridge, you know, one, two, two, three number most likely. And generally you're paying... Anywhere up to about £20 a month for that. Mm. And at one point, of course, when you were signing up to something like Virgin Media Cable or their predecessors, they'd make you take the phone line uh, before you got anything else. And it's worth saying that sometimes it's always, even if you think you don't need a phone line, it's worth considering because sometimes going for one of those bundles does make it cheaper overall. So interestingly, Virgin, if you're taking broadband TV and uh, the two combined, um, if you add the phone it reduces your bill by five pounds. Uh, a friend, Which is a bit strange. Yeah, a, fr- a friend of mine. I don't know if he still does, but he used to have a phone from Virgin just for that reason. Yeah, yeah. never used it. I, I have exactly the same. There's nothing plugged into the socket. It's there. Yeah, most I might do is try to find a telephone to plug into it if I wanted to call customer care because you can call them free on that. Now it's it's worth saying first of all that yeah, you know, uh, as well as that, you do still need 
a physical, we were mentioning just before the break, um, that a lot of broadband that isn't Virgin Media, Media comes over your telephone line. Yes, you still need that piece of copper wire from a box on the street to your house to deliver your broadband. Unfortunately, you still have to have a phone service to deliver that. In the US, interestingly, some of the providers have now gone for what they're calling naked DSL, where you don't get a dial tone, which sounds fantastic, and they have reduced that. Unfortunately, we haven't got to that stage yet. There's there's one or two niche providers that... Inter- this is an interesting one, actually. There's one or two niche providers that do that, um, but they do put a dial tone on, and the reason for that is that they... They provided it without a dial tone. Engineers disconnected it? The engineers come along when they're looking to wire someone else's (laughs) house up, listen Mm. for a dial tone, don't hear one, and say, oh, no. Steal the wires. That that line's obviously spare. Um, So there are now some services that um, Andrews and Arnold, a a very cheap, uh, very niche ISP. A small ISP, but uh, customer-centric and customer-focused. The fact that you can actually uh, speak to the MD if you want to. Um, yeah, they they do offer for £10 a month a broadband-only copper pair. So you know... You get the dial tone, but you can't make outgoing calls, right. not even free phone numbers, and you can't receive incoming calls right. on it. So there is no phone number there is associated no phone. to it. There, there is because it has to be for BT systems, but, but it's yeah. not functional. Right. So you can get that, and it's, it's worth checking um, with, with your internet provider whether that's an option to not be able to make phone, uh, phone calls down there. So yes, if, you, if you're on a standard ADSL-type service from all of the big ones, the BTs, the TalkTalks, the Skies, and so on, or their newer Infinity or Fibre Optic-type services, you still need a phone line, so you're still tied into that £19 potentially rental. If you have the opportunity of getting Virgin... You can have Virgin Broadband without a phone. Yep, so and especially if you don't want the TV package, then it's often cheaper to just get the, uh, the, the, the broadband on its own. If you can get fibre to the premises, so now we're talking about providers who are actually running a fibre optic cable right up to your building, that can be delivered without a telephone. So that's another option. And then, of course, there's going wireless. So this is going 4G. Yes, and th- this is an interesting one. If you move around a lot... And also, if you if you don't use the internet that much, then actually it can be cheaper to go and get something like a MiFi, these little portable 3G, 4G hotspots. You can get those on contracts for maybe £10 a month. Mm-hmm. Now, you won't get as much data as on a home broadband connection for that, but for £10 a month, you don't then have to get the phone line. So normally a, a, a home broadband package might be you know, £10 for the phone line and another £10, £15 uh, maybe more for a basic broadband package, that's £20-£25 a month. Alternatively, you can get a 4G contract for, for less than that and then take it around with you. So that's more likely not you're not really going to be streaming too many movies for exactly. that, are you? You're exactly. the sort of person you surf a few websites, send yep. your emails. Exactly. And to be honest, if so, you pay a bit more, you can get some pretty large packages. Yeah, you I can mean, get 30 gig a month. Yeah, which a lot of people will be able to still watch a bit of Netflix, yep. download as much as they like, view as much Facebook as they like, um, send as much email as they like in that sort of capacity. And if you think about how you use your broadband and you use your phone's broadband or your phone's data package as much as you can, avoiding using your home yep. 4G, you split your, your load around. A lot of the providers do a, a proper router which you can actually put a sim in, into yeah. plug wired connections into and it will deliver wi-fi at home but from a 4g service so that's another way of doing it 
So let's assume that you've got your internet sorted. Maybe it doesn't come for whatever reason with a telephone line. Now, the obvious answer here is you can just use your, your mobile phone to make calls. And these days you're getting so many bundled minutes, it's probably what most people are going to do because you've got the minutes, you've got the phone with you all the time. On the other hand, some people still need a geographic landline phone number for business purposes. Yep. Uh, it sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? If you have an 07 number for your main business line, it it's does. people people start to get suspicious. So how can you get an 01223 number without that pair of copper wires? Now, the, the one that's probably most familiar for most people is something like Skype. Yes, and Skype will sell you a phone number for your Skype account. Now, I don't think you can get Cambridge numbers on Skype. I think most of theirs are 0203 London-based numbers, but you can rent a number from from Microsoft to uh, go on your Skype account that will ring wherever you have Skype logged in. So that could be on your mobile phone, on your laptop, on your tablet, on your PC. Particularly useful as well if you're travelling abroad a lot. Um, obviously, rooming within Europe is is now much cheaper, but if you go on holiday to, to other countries outside of Europe, using something like Skype or one of the other voice over IP providers on maybe hotel Wi-Fi that can be a lot cheaper than using your mobile phone's minutes if they're not included already. Yes, data can be generally obtained for free to very little cost in comparison to phone calls. I mean, just looking down the, the standard BT list of costs of calling, international call rates are still very expensive on landlines. Yes. You know, you're talking anywhere up to a pound a minute call an international yeah, number. South Africa is a, a, a commonly expensive 80, one. 80-odd P a minute for South Africa, Japan, over a pound a minute. Um, so if you're calling international, there are definitely cheaper ways to do it. Now, voice of IP... Uh, as a difference to Skype, this is where you have either a, a telephone that does voice of IP, so it plugs into a network connection, or you run a piece of software on your laptop or your phone, your mobile phone, that can talk digital voice effectively. Yes, so this behaves like a telephone. It does, it has a phone it number uses attached your internet to it, connection. but it's all over data. These services can start from free yep. to a couple of quid a month. But basically, if you went for a service that included a Cambridge number and a few hundred minutes of talk time, you're looking at less than that £19 a month. You could probably get it for about £10 a month. A provider that's worth looking at, VoIP phone, F-O-N-E dot C-O dot U-K, who will let you get started for free. Yep, and along similar lines, one I've used before, SIPgate, that's mm -hmm. S-I-P S-I-P-G-A-T-E. There again, I, I have a Cambridge telephone number, free of charge. I just pay for the outgoing calls that I make. And could you transfer, if you've got an existing number, could you transfer it to there so under the normal rules? Fortunately, Ofcom mandated that you have to be able to transfer numbers around. Some numbers are slightly stickier to transfer. So some of the ones on the cable phone system, so Virgin are more difficult to transfer, but BT Line should all be able to transfer. And, and certainly the, uh, the, the studio phone number here. Um, we moved on to a voice over IP provider. We were able to take the, uh, take the number with us as well, so perfectly Lots possible. of advantages of going on to a voice of IP SIP platform. You get a lot of free services thrown in that would normally cost you quite a lot from the likes of a, a BT. Caller ID, voicemail. Have your voicemail emailed to you is quite a quite yeah. a useful thing. Have your phone call ring in lots of places at once. So you can have it ring on your mobile phone, on a physical phone at home, on your laptop, all at the same time. Whichever one you pick up, that's where your call goes. Music on hold, multi-way conferencing, um, automatic diversion to your mobile if you're 
uh, telephone goes offline. So if your broadband fails, you can have your calls diverted to your mobile. Yes, you're going to pay a transfer fee, but your customers will never know that you're actually unavailable. So there we go. If you're looking more into this, of course, do do the sums. Add up all of the costs, you know, the monthly rentals, the setup cost, um, and remember the cost of the calls. It can work out a lot cheaper and a lot more flexible and as well. look at all the price comparison sites. Run the comparisons on what a Talk Talker, Sky, a BT, a Virgin cost. Get that monthly cost sorted and then go and look at what a 4G contract costs, what other contracts and, and ways of doing your connectivity and your voice cost. There we go. We'll be back in a couple of weeks talking all about Mobile World Congress 2018.